Welcome to the Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson. If you found yourself here, it means that you are ready to take the next step or maybe even the first step into your journey to confidence and self-love. My goal is to help empower you to love yourself, get unstuck, and take personal action for self-improvement. Our conversations are real, vulnerable, and authentic, and we are excited to have you on this journey with us. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of The Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson. And like I say on every episode, it's so great to be back here. So great to be talking to you guys about all things confidence. Um, As I always say, you know, it's just so important that we take time out of our day to really invest in ourselves, to really focus on our confidence, um, our self-esteem, and then growth. And as you'll see on every episode that we have, we bring on amazing guests, sharing their perspective, their stories, and just getting real and raw in everything that we do. Because we know it's important for you to know that, you know, confidence is important. It is a journey though. And we all start at different levels of our life. You know, I've shared multiple times on this, on this podcast, my own journey, the ups, the downs, the really, really tough times. But, you know, as we um, are in the first quarter of 2023, it's so amazing to see so many people smiling, excited, and really ready for a rocking year, especially after a few years of a lot of growth, a lot of, a lot of strength we had to find internally. And it's been so awesome to hear from listeners of the investment that they're putting back into themselves to really focus on their confidence. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that's really exciting to me. We're going to be talking about staying true to yourself through your career. And this is something that myself has our, I really struggled with in my early career. It was really hard for me to feel like I was appreciated, included. Um, there were conversations that were going on where I was like, oh, I don't know if this, if if I can say this, if, if I'm being true to myself. And I'll share an example really quick before we go into a little bit more detail and bring on our guests. But, you know, there was a time where I'll never forget sitting in a meeting with someone and I really wanted to make a point, really make a point. And I didn't make the point because I was so nervous that it was going to look bad on me. And I left that meeting crying my eyes out, very, very unsure of myself. And I called up a mentor and he chatted my ear off about, well, you need to start standing up for yourself. You need to, you know, what you bring to this world really does have a value. And the more that you choose not to show up for yourself, stay true to yourself, um, what you do for a living is also going to show through that. People are not going to believe in your product as much and what self-love beauty does if you're not being staying true to yourself. So this is a really big topic for me, especially as I've grown in myself. And so what I want is all the listeners to be able to take away some some amazing things. So we have a special guest um, on our podcast today. Her name is Mary Draves. Um, but before Mary introduces herself, we are going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. I'm so excited to be partnering with Athletic Greens for this podcast. So when I talk about Athletic Greens, it is one of the best products I have ever tried in my entire life. And still to this day, I use it every morning. It has really been a game changer in my gut health. So really, I start out every morning with them and I have had a complete transformation in how I feel throughout the day. So as someone who focuses really much on loving themselves, this product has been part of my journey and it should be part of yours as well. 
well. AG1, also Athletic Greens, supports mental clarity and alertness. A small, it is a small micro habit with big benefits, which we all know is so important, and it is recommended by professional athletes. So join me and let's love our bodies a little more. So to make that easy for you, I'm partnering with Athletic Greens to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash theconfident. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash theconfident to take ownership of your health and really just overall feel better. All right, we are back. So our sponsor for today was Athletic Greens. We absolutely love them. Um, I think I say this on every podcast that they sponsor, but um, you know, I cannot stress enough about trying their product. It's helping me helped me so much with my IBS and all the struggles that I've had with my stomach over the years. So highly, highly suggest trying them. So, all right, we're going to be talking about the topic of staying true to yourself um, throughout your career. And so, like I said, we have a guest today named Mary Drave. So, Mary, I'm going to have you do an introduction into yourself, but before we do that. I just want to share, people don't know um, all about, um, this woman's going to introduce herself, but like, I just have to share, like, you know, I've gotten to know Mary a lot more over the last year. I've known of Mary for many years. We both worked at the same corporation for um, a, for a few years, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's really awesome to have, I'm going to use the word psychological safety with, a, with another woman and have the levels of growth learning advice and watching someone else grow in their confidence and be a confident person and look up to them and also provide them provide you advice. And so to any woman out there who is just feeling like, you know, I'm trying to learn to stay true to myself. I'm trying to find those people that I can really connect with, you know, finding those niches. I I can't stress enough about networking and finding those people because when you do, it just that psychological safety and just being able to be true to who you are and be able to say things and be, you know, open is just such a a relief. And so with that, Mary, I wanted to welcome you onto our podcast. Um, Thank you so much for being here. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Lisa, thanks very much. And so excited to be here. I mean, when you called, I was like, oh, that sounds wonderful. So uh, very glad to be here. And what an amazing uh, introduction. And also too, though, what an important topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, It's so important to stay true to yourself. So just a little about me, who I am. Um, First, I'm a wife. My husband, Todd, and I have been married for now 27 years. He says almost 27 in November of this year. Mother of two, a lovely 23-year-old daughter, Melissa, and a 21-year-old son, David. Um, I am an entrepreneur, kind of like Lisa, you are. Uh, Now, I just finished a 30-plus year career with a Fortune 50 company um, here in the local area. I was their chief sustainability officer and VP of EH&S, and now have transitioned into that next chapter. Um, where I do a little consulting and it's been just a true blast. So excited to be on the podcast today uh, to talk a little bit more about uh, this very important topic. Awesome. Well, thank you. And so with that, like, let's just dive right into it. So you said that you spent over 30 years um, with a Fortune 500 company and, you know, you've probably had to navigate a lot, I'm assuming. And so, you know, just just take us back to maybe a moment where, you know, maybe it was in a board meeting or one-on-one or something where you struggled with confidence and how that felt and like, how are, how have you been able to kind of pull through that over the course of your career? You know, Lisa, I don't think there's anybody listening on this podcast who hasn't struggled with confidence once. And I will never forget someone asking me this question and me saying, oh my gosh, you know, the imposter syndrome, hello, you are my friend, right? Um, So 
I, you know, I when you were talking about when you struggle with confidence, same thing. You know, I have struggled with confidence at many points in my career. I'm not good enough. I don't know how can I contribute in a positive manner. And I think that started, you know, when I first ran a manufacturing facility. You know, I was not an engineer. Um, I was a biology and chemistry major. And when I got the opportunity, I thought, what a great way to, you know, try something different. Well, in the, in the same light, I thought to myself, was I nuts? I mean, you know, oh my gosh, I have no, I don't know how to do this. What do I, what do I do? So the one thing that I did is every day I tried, you know, to gain a little more confidence by, by really, um, you know, learning, right? So for all you engineers who are listening to the podcast, I went out and bought myself a Perry's, a Perry's handbook of chemical engineering. Um, and I read it every day and I thought, well, maybe I can gain more confidence if my knowledge was higher. Uh, and I, you know what? It, it worked. I said it worked a little, it, it worked, but there have been other points in my career where, you know, confidence has been very low. Um, maybe somebody didn't like something that I said, you know, or I knew that I was going into a room, into a meeting at a disadvantage because of, you know, the fact that maybe I was the only woman in the room or, you know, maybe I didn't have as much experience in the topic. All of those things helped dent, dent my confidence. Uh, how do you get back up after your confidence has been dented or you don't have, a, you know, a lot of confidence? Lisa, you can help us with that. I know. You know <laughs> does it. But the big thing is, is I think for me was like, look, you can do it and you can, you can make this happen. You can do this. You have that ability, uh, but that's a daily struggle even now. Yeah. And I think one thing that you said is like, you got out that, you know, you bought that book and you learned and, you know, people don't think a lot when it comes to confidence, you know, we kind of get in our self-worth a little bit around self-esteem, but the confidence pieces are on skills. Mm -hmm. The only way to grow in skills and your confidence is to actually start somewhere. And that's what you had to do, you know? Um, so when you took on new roles, you know, you've, you've evolved in your career. I mean, you're in a different career right now, like starting I'm not going to say starting over, but taking on something new. I always tell everybody when I worked in a corporation, it always felt like a foreign language starting something new a little bit because it's like, oh, this is a great opportunity. But at the same time, I have so much to learn. So how did you navigate like those moments of, hey, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I'm trying to grow in my career. I mean, we talk, I mean, think about the society right now. We talk about balance. You know, I'm going to do quotes around that a little bit. Balance. That's tough for a woman and a man, but like women always have more of those responsibilities. So how did you navigate that, but also stay true to yourself in your career? Yeah. I, you know, I think there was there, oh, the next job for me was always one I had to learn a ton. Like you said, skill, skill, learn, learn, ask questions. But then, you know, there comes times, there come times when, you know, you are really going into the unknown, right? You're, you're in the abyss and it feels like it's just coming and washing over you. Um, I will say that, you know, for me, the transition coming from a very steady, eddy 30-year job, hey, I had great confidence in the subject matter area. I knew my stuff. You know, I was the one who could lead the organization. And then I decided, you know what, that's not for, for me anymore. Not because I didn't, you know, I didn't like the job, but more as like I knew in my heart I needed to change. And then kind of now you're into this whole space where you're the one running the show, you're the one making the decisions, you're the one having to go and like, I don't know anything about technology. So I had to go and learn all about how to set up my own computer and how to do all these things and how does all this stuff interface. Um, it's been very exciting, uh, but it's also been challenging. And, you know, getting back to the skill, it's like, 
changing your mindset, how you think, how you think about learning, changing your mindset about who you are. You know, people now actually want my opinion again. You know, they want to talk to me about a topic um, and, you know, that it feels different. So, you know, you have an opportunity. I think I've had an opportunity to, to transition in, in how I feel about um, myself. I think I'm even firmer in who I am as a person. You know, I don't take meetings before nine in the morning. I don't work on Fridays. That's true to myself now. Those are my parameters. But I've also spent a lot of time saying, okay, what's important to me? And I go do that. When you talked about balance, one of the things I think we as as women and as people in the workforce, just in general, we don't take time for ourselves. One of the most important things about knowing who you are is being able to have that time to reflect, to do the things that you enjoy, um, to take the time with people that you care about, uh, you know, to really, to really, you know, say to yourself, this is important to me. This is who I am. Um, so, you know, now, like I said, I know myself better now than I have in the last 15 years, uh, because I have, a, I've taken that time. And I also have learned a very important thing is how to say no. Mm. One of the things I think that we all don't do very well when we're trying to stay true to who we are is no, I'm not going to do that. Or it's okay that I don't share that opinion, right? I will absolutely respect you for yours, but that doesn't mean that I have to go along with the crowd. So I think yeah. that's what you know too. And I think, you know, you were saying like you've set these expectations now and these boundaries now that, you know, honestly, when I started my career, I didn't make, um, I did not have boundaries. I'm going to be completely honest. I did not. And I still, I'm still working on mine. Let's just put it that way. But, we all are, Lisa, we all. <laughs> but I would say that, you know, thinking about if I could go back to being 22, 21, telling myself some things or you going back, you know, you hear these, um, I'm going to call them kids, sorry, 20 year olds, but you're a little bit younger than me. But it's like you're getting this opportunity to say, well, what do you want? And and I think there's this fine line of, you know, I do believe that you have to go after that. But I also believe in you have to work hard too. you know, there's this this balance a little bit. But, you know, Okay. So, you know, like when you get into a corporation, sometimes uh, I know as a leader, um, I always have these, these things that I want for my, my employees. Like, oh, I think she or he would be great at this. Let's put them here. But sometimes that's not actually what the person wants. And so sometimes what we hear is like, if a leader comes to us and I know I'm guilty of this, a leader would say to me, like, I think you'd be great here. You get this bonus. If you know, you get this raise with it, you get this. And then you just jump because, and you don't stop and like, think about, well, is that true to myself? So like, how would you help someone navigate staying true to themselves through those moments? Because Sometimes it's hard to not follow the money, unfortunately. It's tough. It is. And, it, you know, everything comes with a cost, right? You know, it, when you were talking about what you know, what we value, I think that it's also really important to know that what you value and, you know, this whole idea of true to yourself will change throughout mm -hmm. your career, right? In our 20s, we probably all are broke, right? Money was very, very important for us in our 20s. In our 30s, Maybe we, you know, we wanted that bigger job, that job would give us growth. In our 40s, we're starting to think about things like, ooh, maybe does that have an impact? And then, you know, in our 50s, we're talking about our legacy. So I think you have to kind of know where you are in that continuum. And that helps, you know, that helps you um, with this idea of, of staying true to yourself and, and true to what you want. Um, for me now, you know, when I was 20, if I could, you know, go back and tell my 20 year old self something, I would say, don't chase, don't chase the money so much. I come from a very entrepreneurial family. And for me, it was like, okay, how do I generate, you know, the most money 
um, for what I was going to do. And, you know, that sounds really awful to say, but I think there's a lot of people who are listening that can relate to that, right? Financial gain was always the biggest. There's a point in your life when you say, I have enough. And then what? Right. So, um, you know, I I would say to my 20 year old self, I would say, you know, worry about the financial stability about 85 percent of the time. And then the other 15 percent worry about, you know, your happiness, because I think that that's very, very important when you're trying to remain this, you know, trying to keep your personal identity and don't be afraid that you will, you will shift, you know, you will, you will grow over time, your experiences and everything that those skills and everything that you learn will will help you. um, But you will modify and that's okay. And as you transition, that's okay too. just acknowledge it, accept it. And then, you know, how does that integrate into where you want to be, you know, in the next decade? Yeah. And I think that you made a great point. I think when we're in our early twenties, we think about, I mean, I was, I was just teaching a group the other day and they said to me, Lisa, how old are you? And I was like, Oh, I'll be 33 this year. And they're like, you know, and they were two, it was two 22 year olds I was talking to. They're like, Oh my gosh, we thought 32 was going to be so old. And I remember being at their age thinking in my head, like, well, once I'm at 32, I'm going to have it all together. I'm going to be making this amount, this, you know, but what you made a great point on is what's true to yourself is going to evolve and change. Like looking back, you're right. Money probably was a priority a little bit more because I'm trying to figure it out, you know? Um, but at the same time, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I think that um, you know, even saying true to yourself is also finding the mentors and people that you're like, Hmm, what are they, what are they doing? Um, and asking the right questions. Cause I think many times, even when I was in the corporate world, people would give me opportunities to meet with fantastic men and women, but I didn't know how to ask the right questions. I just would meet with them because I was told, but I didn't use them to my, you know, I had them right, right there. Like, so what would you say, you know, even for, uh, you know, anybody at any age, because I think it's important to network with anybody is asking those questions. Like, how do you ask someone certain questions to really learn about how they've gotten to where they are, but in, in the way that's a respected way, I guess, because I look at you and you've had that, you know, again, like this is from an outsider's perspective, but like you've done very well on the balance. You know, and not everybody that makes it to the level that you did at a corporation have that balance. And I say that from the aspect of giving back faith, family, all of those things. Yes. You know, I, I would say um, networking, networking is really important. You and I have talked about that, you know, especially for all the women who are listening on the podcast. You know, women have a lot of difficulty connecting with other women. And don't ask me why. It's just the way it is. Um, and it's very difficult for us to network. Um, and I would say that the most important thing when you're trying to ask somebody for advice or, you know, how did you get from point A to point B, get to know them as a person first. One of my absolute besties um, that I, she really has been a mentor to me for my entire life. We, I worked with her, I worked for her, but I got to know her on a, a very different level. Um, you know, we had opportunities to spend, I would say, uninterrupted time together. What I mean by uninterrupted, it's it's not like, okay, I've only got an hour. We've only got 45 minutes and we have to move on. But we just, you know, like maybe we went, we were traveling and we had dinner together and we just got to talk. And I think once you build those kind of relationships with people where they feel safe, you feel safe, if that makes sense, um, you can start to ask those really, those really probing questions. Um, I will tell you, I don't think it's always a great strategy to go into a first mentorship meeting and asking those really probing questions. People get, they're like, I'm not so sure about that. Um, 
but, but for me, it was about building a relationship, understanding about them, what, what, what was important to them. And then we got into some really great conversations. And to this day, and I've had a relationship with this individual for well over 25 years, we talk about things that, I mean, they're just really deeply impersonal and, you know, how we feel about things and how we would react to things. And that's because we had that foundational relationship um, that we had built that was not a friendship really, but more of a working relationship of, you know, supervisor and employee, mm-hmm. uh, which has now I think evolved um, tremendously. So I think, you know, really think about just getting to know people first. Um, it's it's fun actually too. You learn a lot. You, you, you learn how people tick and why they do what they do. So. Yeah. And I think one thing that you're bringing up too is, you know, people say the networking thing a lot, but back to the why, like it's understanding your why behind it. Cause I can go talk to, I can go to, you know, in a morning wake up or we call them wake up Midland here where we live. Um, but like, it's a networking thing. I can go talk to a hundred people. Sure. But what, what does that even mean? You know, Mm -hmm. and staying true to yourself is like, okay, who do I actually want to spend time with too? Like, who do I want to learn from? And, and that's important because to your point, like you want to enjoy building that relationship. And I think a lot of times, you know, people, you know, they feel like I have to do something. And this gets back to the, what would you be true to yourself? You don't have to do anything. Right. And and how do you say to yourself, you know, I'm not going to do that fundraiser because I really don't I don't have a connection with what they're doing. Sometimes on occasion there there is a we would call it a call to duty or a call to action. You know, I, I think about it as like, man, I have to go to that family event that frankly I just really can't stop <laughs> it right now. And everyone on the podcast is laughing as I say that because we've all been there. But I think, you know, it's just important to to learn to say, hey, look, that's that doesn't align. And that's absolutely 125 percent OK. And for you to say not this time or no is good. And the more the more you learn how to do that, I think the more that you can continue to stay kind of centered. Um, for me, I've done that several times. I remember very vividly being asked to be part of contributing to an, an effort and I really couldn't support it. And, you know, I went back to the individual who was really, really pressing me. And I said, look, I said, here's why. And, you know, they were pretty, pretty upset and made some very interesting comments back at me uh, because I I was the only one, they said, out of this group of people that we all, you know, worked with that wasn't contributing. And I said, and so I am, you know, tough. Yes. And, And I think that that's to your point, like the more that you understand your values, understand what you, what you want to get out of life. And, you know, to anybody that's, you know, in a younger generation, or even if you're 40, if you're 50, if you're 60 and you're listening, you're like, well, I don't really know that yet. Well, that's the great opportunity to start, you know, it's to start to start being true to yourself because man, I will tell you the many years that I wasn't, I feel like I missed out on a lot of great things because I was trying to fit in to, um, I always say like, you know, you're a, you're a square trying to fit into um, a circle or something like that, where it's just like, I wasn't fitting in and I was trying so hard to do that. But it, but I had to learn that I, well, what do I even want? Like, why do I even want to fit in here? And all of those things. And it's back to those conversations you have to have with yourself a lot of times. And we just don't pause. You know, I don't think we, you know, you said something about self-reflection earlier and it's like, we don't self-reflect on why do I want this? Like, why am I chasing the money right now? Maybe it's because I want to buy the house, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's because I want this or, 
but back to it evolving and changing. Um, and even too, I think one of the hardest parts I learned at a younger age is um, I don't have to keep the same career forever. No. Uh, you yeah. know, like I really, really thought like I'm going to be like my parents and do the same thing for the rest of my life. And the other thing was, is people would give me opportunities. And I actually said yes, because I thought that that's what they wanted to hear. But in my heart, I had no interest. And so guess what that did to me is actually... I probably ruined that relationship because I wasn't fully into it. And they were like, well, she said, yes, she was into it, but I wasn't because I didn't know how to say no. Yes. Very important to learn how to say no. I mean, we've all done that. You know, um, I, I kind of chuckle now, you know, uh, I'm in my fifties and I say that very proudly. Um, I think a lot of people get hung up about age and, you know, how you look or what have you, but I don't mind being in my fifties. It's like the new 20 in my mind. Um, but when I made the decision to to retire and someone asked me recently if I talked to them about it so she could write about it. But I, you know, I said, you know, I had a really, really long self-reflection period of over a year, really. I talked to someone external to my friend group. I actually went to a therapist and discussed, you know, what what was it that I really, what was I feeling and how was I feeling about this? And I finally came to the conclusion that the job was great. I loved the people, but I couldn't give it what it needed any longer. And I made the decision to select to do something else. And, you know, I basically like, you know, I tapped out for all the MMA fans out there. You know, I tapped out and I tapped out of one of the hottest careers going right now. And when I, you know, when I did that, I felt really positive and still do. Now, it was an adjustment coming out of it. But for me, it was like I knew that that was best for me. And I think, you know, if I would say that one of the most recent examples I have and the one that for me was most compelling was making that call. And I'm almost a year out of being retired or actually, you know, it being public. And I will tell you that I have absolutely zero regret about doing it. Um, where I have other friends that that they're just like, boy, I shouldn't have done that. I wasn't ready. Um, so, you know, there's also a component about being ready to make a shift or about being ready to make a change. Um and, and you're you being comfortable with it personally, because uh, everyone will give you their advice for free, whether you like it or not, whether you ask for it or not, I should maybe say. So the other the one thing you have to learn how to do is sort through that advice and throw throw out the trash and then find the nuggets from the people that you respect also. Well, and I think you make a great point. It took you a year to self-reflect. It took you multiple probably ch- chats with yourself. And I think we live in this world of instant gratification. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely want those moments of like, well, can't you, someone just tell me what I'm supposed to be doing and then I'll just move on. But to your point, it's like, well, the more work you do on yourself, staying true to yourself and staying with that, it, it makes such a difference because um, what you said, you were confident in your decision. You were confident mm-hmm. in that because you know, as well, like I can just picture you having to share this with someone and no matter what you let someone not let them down, but like in a sense of like, they, they weren't ready for that. They wanted you longer. And we all live in a world where we want to make a lot of people happy in, but we miss out on our happiness because of that. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, the better, you know, I have a lot of people who ask me about this too. You have to really, first, you have to be good with yourself. As one of my friends says, you got to be right with yourself. Mm. And what that means for many people is different. I mean, right with me is my hobby farm you know, a little bit of work now and then enjoying time with my children, my adult children, you know, hanging out with my new dog. That That's right for me right now. Right. Um, but it took me a while to get there. It took me a while to get there. And I think for everybody, it's, it's, it's a transition. It's something you have to give time to. You have to be really, also you have to be very truthful with yourself and real. 
Like this is the real, real. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is not easy stuff. Um, so, and I think there's tons of examples that you know you can bring forward. I mean, if you're in a you're in a bad you know friendship or something like that, you don't have to have that anymore. And, and but those are hard to unwind, right? It's hard to unwind because of what will so and so think or what will so and so say. You know what? It really doesn't matter because the only person that should really you be worried about is yourself. Yeah. And how many, like I always say, like once you do it once, it makes the next decision that you have to make a lot easier. And you said something earlier about, you know, uh, women are the most difficult on each other. And it's, um, I want to kind of end the podcast with that type of style with staying true to yourself too, because that's a tough one. It's a really tough one. And so, you know, I have had many women that I actually still to this day, like don't want to be in a meeting with because I'm like, I don't, I don't even know how to act because I'm still working on that. Like being comfortable with myself and with them in the room, knowing that we have such differences, Um, but, but, you know, being okay with what they throw at me. I think that that's one of the toughest things, but the other part of it is there are as many as we have difficult moments with women. I do believe that some of us are just there to challenge each other and we don't, sometimes we don't mean it in a bad way. We just come off that way. But other times, you know, there's this great population of women that actually want to empower people that want to see, you know, not only their colleagues do better, but people older than them, younger than them. And so what advice would you give to, I'm going to say like to any woman who might be that person that's making it difficult? Because I know that, you know, sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. And then also on the flip side. So what advice would you leave them with? I would say if you have women in your life that are toxic to you, get them out of your life. I mean, there is just, there's no other, and I, we have all had that, you know, women that have not supported us. And the reason they don't is because they have no self-confidence. That may see, you're like, what, what? No, it's the truth. You know, they don't see themselves in a light that's like, you know, we aren't threatening to one another. You know, so, you know, so when you find those women in your life, avoid them at all costs, fire them as a friend, fire them as a mentor, you know, um, fire them as a supervisor too. Don't be afraid to leave women like that, because they can, they can be the worst for your career that you've ever had. Um, on the flip side, there are a lot of women that I've, I've worked with for years who genuinely want the best for everyone, you know, and they, you want to seek those women out when you see other women supporting other women, meaning, you know, giving other women opportunity, you know, encouraging them to take opportunity, you know, taking their hand and saying, come with me to this, or how can I help you get X, Y, Z, find those people and be their friends, be their mentors. And don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to ask them, you know, okay, can I talk with you about X? Can I talk with you about this topic? Um, And I will say they're few and far between. I have been blessed to have some really great friends who are just that. They want to see you succeed. They understand the power of women helping women. Um, If there are opportunities that you can take to, we talked about skill at the very front part of this podcast, Lisa, some of your programs, I think, are absolutely aligned to this idea of how can we as women help, you know, help one another um, gain confidence, uh, gain skill, gain leadership, et cetera. So fire the ones that aren't any good. Look for the ones that are and get to be their friends. Awesome. And just know that it's going to be a journey in the process. And but it's worth it when you make that flip, because I will tell you, there are so many people that I had to fire in my life. And now I'm surrounded by women who lift me up. And I look back and I'm grateful because now I lift people up. I probably didn't all the time when you're by the toxic group, because you just don't realize how how um, negative that is. And so Mary, thank you so much for being on our podcast today, chatting with me. Um, Time flies. Seriously, time flies. Just I could talk to 
you all day. So everybody listening in, I hope that you took away some really good nuggets. Um, And as I always say, continue to be true to yourself and be kind um, and spread love and kindness to everybody that you meet. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you want to continue your journey to confidence and self-love, let's connect for one-on-one coaching. In the description of this podcast is information on how to work with me, and I would love to help you continue to invest in yourself.